1: Welcome. I'm your host, Al Cooley, with another great episode on Ghosts in the Valley. Today we have, on a return visit, Tambray Ross. She just wrote a book, and it just came out. It's called To Me With Love. Tambray is a psychic medium, and we will dwell inside her book after these messages.
0: Imagine going to a website or walking into a retail store and everything you see is only $1. Impossible, right? Well, you might think so. But Dollar Tree will prove you wrong. Dollar Tree is the nation's number one destination for value shopping. All of their stores are well-lit and crammed with all kinds of hidden treasures. Dollar Tree offers a plethora of merchandise that includes many national and regionally trusted brands. It doesn't matter if you're looking for housewares, dinnerware, candy, snacks, stationery, or holiday needs. You're going to find it at Dollar Tree. You can shop at your hometown store or shop online for exclusive offers, manufacture closeouts, watch videos, and join their value seekers club. On top of all that, you can have your order shipped for free directly to your local store. To visit DollarTree.com, click on the link in the show notes to let them know we sent you. Doing so helps keep our podcast going. Dollar Tree, where everything is only one dollar.
1: Welcome to my final opinion.
0: No, it's my vinyl opinion.
1: Oh, sorry, my vinyl opinion. Join me every Friday night at midnight for the Record of the Week review and my MVO 5-star rating. Get a personal look at the history of the artist and the original members of the band every Friday night at midnight on...
0: My Vinyl Opinion... opinion, 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 opinion.
1: Uh, Today we have uh, Tambra Ross on the show, and uh, she was on a couple months ago, I believe, right, Tambra? Yes, yes. Uh, You were with the uh, Paranormal Investigations of Oklahoma at the time.
2: That is correct.
1: And now you've moved on, correct? Yes. So who are you uh, uh, going to work for, or what's the uh, plans now?
2: Well, um, you know, working with the team in Oklahoma was really great. It gave me an opportunity to um, to learn and expand on my gift. Uh, but right now, I just felt like it was really important to kind of expand myself and offer my services to, to others. Um, they, I do have a few things lined up with a group. Um, they are called RIP, R-I-P. Uh, out of texas and um, i have a couple more here in oklahoma as well so i'm really just kind of freelancing right now
1: so you're not really with no uh, team yet no one of my latest uh podcasts was jimmy and indian johnny and you had made a comment that uh that kind of moved in a way on that story yes and i was going to throw a couple things at you and see what you thought okay since you listened to the podcast that was sent to me last may 2019 and I knew I was going to put it on, but just to know when and where it fit in the paranormal. But after doing quite a bit of these since then, and a lot led back to Indian burial grounds and myths. And, so I figured, you know why not? I'm on, I, I went ahead and did it. But after, uh, when I was doing it, I, went, I didn't think about it at the time. But doing the show and reading his story, I was. it took me back when I was a child. Because a lot of things that happened in the story kind of happened to me in real life. The part about the uh, the old man, the Indian on the front porch of that uh, in the Indian reservation, when I was a child, I remember my parents, we took a trip, we got lost and ended up in this little Indian <laughs> souvenir shop. And an old man was on the front porch. It kind of reminded me of almost the same scenario. I mean, the Indian was carving, whittling something on the front porch and I was probably about eight years old. And he was doing the thing with the coffee with bringing a spoon up and letting the, the liquid fall back in the cup. And he said at the time, told me that he was getting the evil spirits out of the coffee. And then years later, probably about 20 years later, I'm working. My co-worker was on the same thing. And he asked me, I bet you're wondering what I'm doing. I says, no, I kind of know you're getting the evil spirits out of the coffee. Kind of blew his, blew his mind. And he told me the same thing. He was at a, an Indian gift shop and an old man on the front porch was doing the same thing you know and then I get the story and you think that's just a coincidence or you know
2: no I think it was meant to be you were meant to tell that story Um, I know when I listened to it towards the end of that story I was literally almost close to tears Um, it's refreshing Um, it's a lot about hope and and finding purpose and finding who you are and it was just really well
0: written
1: right and you know and I, I thought that when I was reading that you've been in the in this situation and so have I with you know in your line of work you know people will consider you crazy or out there <laughs> uh, oh yeah you know and you know I just wonder even back then I knew that the story was from his grandson And just thinking back, how many people at that time, like in the early '60s, when you didn't understand PTSD or any of that?
2: Yeah. And
1: then you have a story about uh, an Indian that may be a ghost. I mean, I mean, uh, I I can. See where he was coming from.
2: Yeah, I think that with time comes more knowledge and better understanding, and more acceptability. Really, as far as things that um, we cannot explain. I
1: want to get your insight on that. You know, I mean, three times uh, the same thing with the. Uh, it was kind of funny too because yesterday I was making coffee for my wife and I, and, and I. I didn't do these, usually I do the spoon. I, I bring the liquid up. <laughs> I'm in the habit of donut now. And, and, she, and, she, and she said, justly, you know, you didn't uh, get the evil spirits out. You know, I didn't do it yesterday. <laughs> oh, you're, you're watching me now. Okay.
2: I caught myself this morning reaching for a plastic spoon and then thought twice about it. So <laughs> I can understand.
1: <laughs> well, I think that old oh, man I worked with uh, my coworker. I thought he, he thought I was going to uh, ask him, what are you doing? Cause he didn't, he, he drank his coffee black so he just poured it straight off his thermos and he was he was bringing the spoon up out of the coffee and i knew what he was doing because you're not going to ask me why i'm stirring my coffee or bringing the liquid up
2: you know and I, i'm sure he got a kick out of it too and maybe he had even had some pride in the fact that that you knew you knew what he was doing and why i,
1: I just yeah I, m- I remember being a child and when I asked the old man on the front porch, I just remember his skin was like so old, wrinkly and re- like leathery, you know? And yeah. he, he was just an old man and looked very, like you could tell he kind of touched you just by him looking at you. And mm-hmm. then he, and me just being a little boy at the time and him, him saying, well, I'm getting the evil spirits out of the, the coffee. And when I told my dad that he was, oh, he's just crazy, you know? He's, right. he's just pulling your leg you know then it's happened you know a couple more times i'm thinking wow you know
2: i think it's hard to sometimes for people to um uh, you know understand well they might even call them superstitions um it's hard for them to actually relate with other religious practices or beliefs um so yeah we we tend to label things that we don't understand as being crazy. So
1: Mm -hmm. now getting onto your book, to me with love, looking beyond the pain of the past to find self-acceptance. I thought that was really cool. I mean, when I read your book, I want people to buy your book because it really, really hits home on what you went through of the abuse of mental and physical from childhood to married life, you know, and when I read that, I'm like, I just read it nonstop. I'm like, wow, I mean, it touched home to me because it hit home with, almost me growing up because I think I told you that I think I I said, uh, you kinda remind me of my mother. Yeah. <laughs> and your yeah, kids were and your kids were my sister, my brother and myself, you know, with me being the oldest one. And I resented my mom for years for uh when she divorced my father I always defended my dad even though I knew uh she was uh she was right, you know, and he was wrong.
2: Yeah. Well, that was the whole purpose of writing the book. I will tell you it literally took me 10 years to write this small book. Um I, you know, in the midst of going through a lot of well, being being alone, a uh, single mom all of a sudden after 17 years, um I had to put myself through therapy. And, you know, man, there's just so much that happened on my journey of finding myself that um, the book is really about forgiveness and, more importantly, forgiving myself. Um, you know, life is all about choices. And it, it made things a little bit more difficult um, being who I am as a psychic medium. Um, I've, you know, always had things happened to me ever since I was a kid and acting them out or talking about them was just something that was not heard of. Um, so I always felt different. I always felt um, you know, misplaced, if you will, and misunderstood. And so I took a lot of things on as them actually being my fault. I, I became who people said I was.
1: Your mother probably never Uh, understood or believed in your gift
2: actually it's funny because she did um my grandmother had the gift very very strongly and my mom it always scared her and um you know, things would happen in the family, and before they'd ever happen, I would tell my parents, you know, this is this is happening. Um, I remember one time, I was probably about eight years old, and my uncle was working as a janitor, and my grandfather owned a cleaning service, and my uncle had gotten into a dispute with one of the other workers, while well, at night, they're locked into the building, and They could not find the keys to get out of that building, and I was probably, oh, maybe, you know, 60 to 100 miles away, and this was in the dead of night, and I woke up from from bed, and I went and I told my mom that my uncle was locked in a building. He could not get out, and she just, you know, told me, go back to bed. You're fine. You're having a bad dream. And literally an hour after I woke her up, my uncle called my mom for a set of keys to come let him out of that building. So, you know, things would happen. People that I would see and I'd tell my mom, you know, who's who's so-and-so standing over there in the corner? Why are they just standing there? And it would bother my mom. Um, it, It just was something that, you know, she grew up with with her mom, but she didn't necessarily either approve or know how to explain.
1: So your grandmother had the gift as well?
2: Yes. Yes, she did.
1: I mean, I read in your book where you knew you were uh, gifted and you you could, you know, sense or see things that others couldn't. But you said uh, your guardian angels, you know, and one in particular.
2: Rose. Yes.
1: Did any of that guide you into, I don't know how to put out of that, you know, to get more educated from somebody else?
2: Yes. Yes. Actually, um, I believe... I'm a firm believer that there's divine intervention. Um, You know, going through my transitions through a divorce and being a single parent and having a gift, and, you know, there was a point without giving away too much, there was a point in my life where my gift just actually boomed. And it kind of freaked me out because here I am a single mom and, you know, who am I going to talk to about this? So, um, I, my guardian angel, you know, I know she's with me all the time, and it was like repetition, seeing her all the time. And I really know now, looking back, that um, everything happened for a reason, and she guided me to um, my mentor. And I literally just went for a reading one day with a psychic medium and a friend, and that pretty much just opened up the floodgates of everything. And, um, you know, whether you are born with the natural gift of sight or, you know, trauma can even bring it on, an injury can bring it on, um, I really believe that, it, you know, Finding someone to lean on that you can trust and that can help you and guide you is so very important.
1: So your friend that guided you, she she just kind of fine-tunes your...
2: (laughs) Mary, yeah, Mary Peeler. Yeah, well, it was funny because she's just this little firebird of a, a woman, and she is retired now um she had been doing it for many many years and um very well known here in the oklahoma area and i came to actually meet her i just kind of tagged along with a friend in all honesty and um this was before i really well, definitely before I ever started doing professional readings or anything like that, I was looking for answers still. I had put myself through college, psychology of all things. I wanted to know what was wrong with me. You know, why my brain ticked the way that it did. And um, so going one day to see Mary Peeler, we sat down at the table and my friend was getting a reading and it, it was just so interesting to watch this woman talk and the things that she was saying and I'm talking to myself literally in my head well I didn't know that she could actually hear what I was saying and so she's trying to ping me back little messages and I guess I just wasn't getting it but um all of a sudden she slams her hands down on the floor or on the table and she said what in the hell are you doing here and I just looked at her and I'm like Oh, my God. Um, well, <laughs> I I didn't know what to say. And she started asking me questions. Um, you know, I've heard angelic music for as long as I can remember. And she brought that up. And so things that she was saying to me, I just I couldn't believe I found someone else like me. You know, someone so willing to talk about it and then. The more she said to me, I just reached a point where my whole wall just came down. It shattered around me, and my real purpose was shown to me. It was just, it was beautiful. I mean, I sat there, and I cried, and I let out all my pain, all my hurt, and a friendship was made. And um, ever since then, we've been great friends. In fact, I just talked to her on Sunday and, um, yeah, so funny how the universe works.
1: Right. That's pretty cool. You could finally meet somebody that uh, understood you and yes. uh, you could share something that you both had in common. Yes. And is, is Rose still around?
2: Yes. Yes. She is still around. Um, I, you know, it's funny because I haven't seen her as often, um, as I did when I was writing the book, um, you know when i first started writing the book i actually started writing it because my therapist told me to start writing it was great therapy um and she was right so i saw rose all the time as i was writing this book literally when i would get stuck and i'm like well how can i tell people my most innermost darkest secrets the pain the humiliation that i've been through but she was always there and she was always guiding me and telling me people need to know. People need to know that they, too, are human, um, you know, especially people that grow up with specific uh, gifts and they're, they're called names or they're, they're set aside because they're different. You know, people just look at them different. Um, so she was my biggest cheerleader with this book in telling me that it will help other people
1: so i definitely think it will you know because even me i mean reading it you know sometimes you wonder even even this podcast when i sometimes i wonder is anybody listening or even care? you know but then (laughs) but then i get uh such great response from i mean all around the world you know and you you hit on a subject whether it be bigfoot or ufo or a spirit or there's somebody out there that can relate to what you're talking about exactly I think even with your book i mean there's, there's a lot of people millions of people that are abused physically mentally struggle with their inner demons but struggle with their who they are you know and i think it really really is a great book i mean for it being a small book it's very powerful
2: thank you thank you very much it means a
1: lot i did like that one quote i think it was by irma uh, bombeck oh my yeah
2: that that is literally like my my life you know uh <laughs>
1: i read that uh, right off the bat and it just blew me away when i stand before god at the end of my life i would hope that i would not have a single bit of talent left and i could say i used everything you gave me that yeah that is i mean that is so awesome that's that's powerful
2: I love that you know when I was writing the book I was like you know okay so people are going to learn about my life and what I do who I am and but I want them to know who I am really I'm I'm not just you know Tambra a psychic medium I am a mother I'm a grandmother a wife I have scars too. We all have scars. I'm not any different than anyone else, but I'm here to help you because I have been there and I have seen and experienced some very horrible things that, you know, I can relate to many of my clients that come see me. And if I can just help one person to see themselves for who they really are and that they are love and they are beautiful, then it's worth it.
1: So do you have any other things uh, planned for the, for the future another book
2: i do actually i've been working on my second book um kind of playing with the title still but the book is pretty much for the most part done for right now um it is about some of the sites that i've investigated um, that did prove to have paranormal activity uh some of them are private residences uh, there's a few businesses in there, uh, an Indian reservation, and I even put in there a few stories of um, personal stories with clients who had given me permission to write their story. Um, a few that actually really, really impacted me as a medium.
1: That's cool. You do plan on still doing paranormal investigations
2: then? I do. I do. Yeah. As, as long as people keep inviting me, I will definitely be there. I, I love that. Um, cause you never know what you're going to encounter or who you're going to encounter. So that's, that's definitely a yes for me.
1: Well, I would say there's definitely a spot for, on somebody's team for you. I mean, for your, <laughs> I mean, for your talent. <laughs>
2: oh, thank you.
1: <laughs> well, it has been great talking to you today and, uh, I am going to put the links on the bottom of the show where they can pick your book up.
2: Okay. Thank you.
1: And thank you for sending me the copy. I was going to go ahead and purchase. I was on my list. Thank you for the, uh, for the gift and the autograph and the, and the note you put in there. It was awesome.
2: You are most welcome. It was my pleasure.
1: I want to thank Tambray Ross for being on the show today. You can pick up Tambray's book. Just go to the link in the show notes to Tambray Ross to me with love. I'm your host, Al Cooley. We'll see you in two weeks of ghosts in a valley.